Folks, Armin Hammer here, and the following is an interview with Scott Britton of Battle Cancer. Scott, his team, Battle Cancer is an organization, very, very cool, doing a lot of great things, fundraising across the EU and the US. I mean, before all this COVID stuff happened and shut them down, but we got a chance to chat about how they're adapting to this new environment, what they're planning on for the 2021 calendar year, uh, what we can expect from Battle Cancer, and, and really just a look into the motivations and operations of, of a very cool organization. So if you're looking to spend some charity dollars, I highly recommend you point them at Battle Cancer. They do some great things. And honestly, cancer is something that uh, just about everybody's had some sort of experience with. Um, and it is a, a very interesting and unique way that they're approaching fundraising for you know a whole slew of charities nearly eight hundred thousand dollars raised in the past handful of years very cool stuff hope you guys enjoy i'll see you on the next one take care scott thanks so much man for taking some time to to come and hang out with uh with us here um battle cancer man tell me about it yeah so i mean it's this crazy ride that's changed mine and so many people's lives in the past three years uh, basically, it started off as uh, going to sound really cheesy now as a dream, um, but it, it did. It started off as I saw a gap in like fundraising. So kind of putting functional fitness aside for, for a moment, fundraising on a mass scale was always to do with running or like swim challenges or really established things that mostly centered around running. And I do run if I'm forced to run, but I hate running. And for me, it was it was a collection of many years of doing individual fundraising challenges. And some were really successful, some were less successful. But then realizing there's a huge community of people that use functional fitness, you know, whether it's, you know, CrossFit with a little R attached to it or whether it's just strength and conditioning. And there's a huge market out there. People want to do something. That community network is super strong, but there's not one vehicle or one particular group of people who are trying to bring that together in as many different facets to try and make a change. And for me, cancer was something that had affected a lot of people in my family, a lot of people around us, um, and was something that was, wasn't going away and something that affects people in every country. So it was always... You know, you could be from Spain and you're affected by cancer. You can be from Germany, you're affected by cancer. It, it didn't discriminate on age, race, gender, sport and ability, none of that. So it was, everybody said, just start one competition in a gym, like just do a small competition in a gym. I was like, I don't like the sound of that. So I went and booked a huge venue in Manchester in the UK that's usually held for like 10, 20,000 people. Wow. I was like go big or go home <laughs> on, on the first <laughs> one and it was it was a succession of just learning so my background was i've, I've been in uh, the police i would say serious crime and then people look at me like what but i've been in i've been a detective in the police for nine years um but always been in around fitness through powerlifting at an international level starting to do like crossfit and we learned how to put an event on. I got banned off Facebook, got banned off Instagram because I was messaging so many gyms and so many like coaches and athletes to say, please, can you come? Can you do this? Can you do that? Facebook was like, you've got like 48 hours of stop harassing people. To come to your event. <laughs> and we, we probably did a countless amount of errors. So we had, we had some kit hired and the guy turned up drunk. So we didn't have all the kit that he said he was going to bring. So we had to drive around different cities trying to get equipment in and we learned about scoring it and we learned about how to organize big groups of people. But the first event was way more than we imagined. We, we had like 600 people on the first event 
which wow. was kind of mind-blowing and then we we said okay well we've gone big once let's go big again and we went to london and booked one of the biggest <laughs> venues in london um and managed to do the same thing we, we got a thousand people on the first event and then we just got really addicted to putting on events going to places to do challenges and activations and kind of get people talking through fitness about illness and what that can do from a physical and like a mental health aspect so cut short sort of three and a half years later, we left our jobs. We set it up to run full time and pre-COVID, we were supposed to have like 11 events this year, um, but we toured the US. We did a great five city tour of the US. We raised like $20,000 from that, attended Wadapalooza. We've attended so many sanctionals and we had our biggest ever event in London last year, which was 1,600 athletes. Wow. Uh, and Dublin, again, we had like 1,000 athletes in Dublin. So pre the world melting we were we were doing really really good so it, it started as a bit of a let's raise some money and then over the past three and a half years it's just managed through very good people around us and very lucky circumstances to keep growing and so far we've raised around about eight hundred thousand dollars worth of, of fundraising and launched our own program now as well that's incredible eight hundred thousand dollars so you guys have raised almost a million dollars. We're going to round it up. We're going to say almost a million dollars. <laughs> sounds so nice. You guys have well, raised you almost. You want to put the rest of it in there to make it. Yeah. Yeah. I'll just okay. write you, I'll write you the check. I'll write you the check. <laughs> uh, just don't cash it until next Friday. So okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. So you guys have raised, raised, uh, you know, $800,000, almost a million dollars. And how are you utilizing that money? Where's that money going? How is it being used to sort of help this, this, this population? Yeah. So originally the fundraising all never touched our hands. So we keep a monitor of it, but what we realized was there was lots of events out there that were for specific charities. So you would go and you would do this a great challenge and you would have a fantastic fundraising drive, but quite often it wouldn't be to support something that you'd had a physical effect with. So what we thought was we want to have an event where you choose who you support. So we work with a number of very large charities so in the US, we work with the American Cancer Society. We work with national charities in the UK, in Germany, in Spain, in Ireland, and everywhere else where we have events. However, what we do say is you can fundraise as long as you tell us who you fundraised for. And as long as it's a registered charity, um, we have to be able to kind of check that. So we've actually supported around about 30 different charities worldwide. Wow. From from that money. And that was something that we felt I didn't want to ever look somebody in the eye and say, I lost my mother. She had a very rare form of like cancer and the people at this charity that deal with that cancer were incredibly supportive and I want to help them. I didn't want to turn around and say, Oh no, sorry, you can't fundraise for them. It has to be for another. So that that's been a great thing that's been really good for us because we've helped charities that are huge. We've helped charities that are incredibly small. We've helped individuals and also helped like hospice or palliative end of life care um which is again is is a very overlooked charity because people don't want to focus on the end they want to focus on the you know the kind of support when it's going on but those those charities are kind of the linchpin of the end of people's lives so that's been a huge a huge thing for us but we're now in a great position where we offer people the chance to support us through our move forward program which is our own program which we just love and we've seen great results from already and we just want to grow and try and grow it and grow it and grow it. Yeah. The, uh, the hospice is, uh, you know, my mother-in-law was a nurse. She worked in hospice care for a, a long time of her career. And, um, I've heard, you know, stories of my wife sort of visiting her at work and seeing sort of the, 
environment and being there for um, just trying to bring some sort of comfort or community uh, sense of, of calm or peace. Um, you know, it, it is, it is a sad, it is absolutely a sad thing to talk about and think about. And I think a lot of people uh, avoid, avoid that because there's enough to bum us out. <laughs> yeah, ahead. especially right now. <laughs> but uh, it's, it's tricky. And I think that's one of the things that we've tried to foster with, with battle cancer is that we don't believe in sympathy. So we never want to go up to somebody or have a room full of people being sympathetic. But what we do really well develop is empathy. So we, we bring people together that say, I know how bad that feels because I've, I've been there myself. And that is so much more powerful than me just kind of patting them on the shoulder saying, there, 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 here's $20, like go and get yourself a lunch. Like that, that's not what people need. And it is the stuff that bums you out but there's never been a greatest kind of glue to be able to talk about that than getting somebody to do 50 burpees for time. <laughs> you know, that, <laughs> that breaks down a barrier that then people can be like, oh my God, I just chucked up one of my lungs. And then they say, why are you here? Oh, well, I'm here because of, oh man, I know that exact same thing. And that's, that's exactly what we want to do. We want to make those really bum out subjects more approachable by making people spew a little bit first because of an air bike of course yeah the, the you know it's, it's, it's an interesting idea it's a great way of utilizing something that happens in gyms across the world it's one of the reasons why this whole thing has become as successful as it is is that when you suffer with other people you develop a relationship with them like you immediately have a bond something that you can connect over and it just so happens that we all have a lot way more in common than than we might think so once that door is opened up through a little bit of commiseration <laughs> uh, it, it certainly it certainly does you know paint a picture of oh well I've been there too I've experienced that as well um, and that's a really cool angle to take in terms of, of fundraising got a little fly running around in my studio uh, you mentioned move forward tell, tell me a little bit about that yeah so move forward actually started around about three years ago in, in Northern Ireland in Belfast um, and we started working with those guys about two years ago. So what we did was we used our events as the end point for people on the Move Forward program. And the program is very stripped down, bare basics, takes people who are post-cancer treatment. And there's a, if I rewind a little bit, so once you've finished your cancer treatment, be it in the UK through our like state hospitals or even like in the US when you've had your medical care finished, once you're signed off, you kind of just let out into the world. There's no further help, structure, community or support network for you. It's kind of like, oh, we've got rid of it out of your body. Have a good life. And that is not the end for those people. You know, they, they carry a huge form of PTSD. They have had their life completely changed physically and mentally during that diagnosis, treatment and then, and then, and then end. And what Move Forward did and Simon Darby, who created Move Forward, He's a social worker for people with cancer. So once they come out of that treatment, his entire learning and, and career is, how do I support that person mentally and physically out of that? And, and he's a huge CrossFit nerd and realized that CrossFit is a mode of modality, strength and conditioning, functional fitness. So hopefully nobody comes and sues me for saying it, um, is 
the the kind of cornerstone of being able to bring things down and then ramp them up so if you can't do a 30 inch box jump that's fine because you can do a standing jump you know can you not do a standing jump well you can do like you know you can step up to a small plate and step back down so it's got such scalable variation to it that as a tool to be able to bring people back to fitness post treatment it was the perfect kind of combination. So Move Forward developed as a 12-week program that once you finish your treatment, you come onto the program and you're supported mentally uh, through support, support network, you have peer support, uh, people who have also gone through a cancer diagnosis and recovery. Uh, and you share a lot, you talk about your experiences and why you feel the way you feel, et cetera. And then that 12 weeks is effectively a foundation course to get you back to physical and mental health. And that's through, increase in the vo2 max we look at grip strength we look at recovery we also do a mental health questionnaire every week as well to talk about their outlook on life and the results of that have been incredible so we used our event as an end point for people on that program so and we've said it before they the guys that move forward said battle cancer was their crossfit games so they that was their thing that they were going to get to and we have beautiful stories of people who were good athletes prior to cancer diagnosis um, and one lad's dad in particular came up post the end of Battle Cancer Dublin and said, I never thought I would see 2,000, 3,000 people cheering for my son in a sporting like, endeavor. Um, he says, I just didn't think that would ever happen again. And he was in tears. The guy was in tears. I'm holding back tears, trying to commentate as well and look mean and tough and tattooed and bearded at the same time. <laughs> so that became this great relationship that we had and they would come to every event and use it as an end. And we got to the point we moved forward where they were really struggling to make it grow outside of Northern Ireland. So we said, look, let's, let's conjoin forces. You guys run the program, do exactly what you've been doing so well, but we want to scale it up. We want to fundraise. We want to get this in the US. We want to get it in Germany. We want to get it in Spain. We want to get it everywhere. Um, and that's led to a crazy ride. We had a great promotional video where we had loads of CrossFit Games uh, athletes. We also had Chris Hemsworth, Matt Damon, um, like tons of people supporting what we're trying to do. Um, but it's also led to very soon, we're gonna have our first move forward gym. So it's actual HQ where people will come and have free memberships. They'll have the free 12 week rotational program. We're also potentially looking at our own qualification because at the end of the 12 weeks, what we do is we say to people in that class, who wants to do this? Again, who wants to go forward with it? And anyone who does, we pay for them to undergo fitness qualifications. And historically, that's been the CrossFit Level 1. So we've paid for people to do their CrossFit Level 1, become a CrossFit accredited coach, and then they can then continue to run that program for as long as people attend. Mm -hmm. So it's not like um, that old saying of, you know, you give a man a fish and he eats for a day. You give a man a CrossFit level one qualification and he can keep a class going for 12 months. And, yeah. and that's, that's what we wanted to do behind the program. Um, COVID issues, <laughs> um, but it's, it's actually made us look at how we can make the program even better. We've hopefully by the end of the year going to announce an online partner who we will be able to offer an online 360 support network for anybody who enters the program anywhere in the world. Wow. And that's, that's our goal for free. So you would, you would contact us. We would go through a referral process. You'd have a Zoom meeting with the support worker. And wherever you are in the world, we'll support you with online classes, online programming, nutrition, mental health referral and support as well. Wow. That's huge, dude. 
we, we want it to be, <laughs> we really want it to be. And we, you were also going to allocate it like a peer support person. So similar to, you know, you look AA and you have a sponsor. So you will be able to communicate with someone who has been through it. So in your dark days or days that you don't want to do it, or you feel that, you know, what's the point, I'm not getting any better. You will have a real person on that other end who's been exactly where you've been. And hopefully the system will, will hold up which it should do that's why we're getting some really cool partners but we think that that can actually make a difference and there's nothing like that in the world at the moment so if people give us a little bit of donation we can make that happen you mentioned you've had this cool video with like chris hemsworth and matt damon how, how did you uh how'd you pull that off how'd you get the do you just like text them you're like you know what guys I know that we're super tight and we're cool. And, and <laughs> Matt, I loved you in The Martian. Chris, I loved you as Thor. Uh, help me out here. I think the, I think what had happened was Chris had seen my open scores and was getting a little bit concerned that you know action hero status and Marvel contract was up and running and understandable all that kind of stuff. <laughs> he was like, "Yeah, you were two hundredth in the UK. You're a concern to me." Um, so no, he we were really lucky we've got this phenomenal guy that we came in touch with called uh, bobby um and bobby is effectively hollywood's number one stuntman um and we met a few mutual friends become really really good friends and he's actually been a phenomenal support in the move forward gyms and the program that's going ahead but he is chris hemsworth's body double um and has been for the past 12 years so it's it was a great connection to get through. Um, obviously, Chris doesn't do everything that's asked of him because when you're a megastar, you don't always do it. Um, but that was really cool. And it was a succession. Once Chris said yes, Matt Damon said yes, then all the other Hemsworths did it. Then we had footballers, we had MMA fighters. And then when we kind of reached out to some CrossFit Games athletes and said, do you want to be in a video with Thor and Jason Bourne? They were like, yep. <laughs> So we got those guys as well, um, which, was, which was just amazing. It was an incredible two-week period of middle of COVID. We felt that battle cancer was gone forever. We, you know, we thought, how are we going to adjust in this new world to keep helping people the way we did? And the first thing was a message. We wanted to just get the message out that you're not alone, even though it feels like that right now. Um, and I think that message resonated with them because the feedback that they all gave was, this is a time to tell people that they're, they're not alone. And the guy behind the video, so the person who speaks all the way through, he's uh, Craig. He's been one of our volunteers at Battle Cancer for the past three years. He's unfortunately going through chemo for a brain tumor. Um, I mean, the guy has got a two minute and 10 second fran. So he was a hell of an athlete um, and he will be a hell of an athlete again. But unfortunately, at the moment, he's going through that. So we have real people surrounded with us who are part of what we do. We don't kind of roll out an actor but yeah it was it was a very cool time when i got a, an image of jason bourne through i was like oh my god it's jason bourne <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was waiting if you weren't gonna do it i was gonna do that <laughs> uh so okay i i have to ask about the tattoos because you mentioned you're a you're a police officer for nine years yeah did the tattoos happen uh during post right before yeah uh, because you've got, you've got a lot of ink, man. We've got a few. Yeah, I mean, also my head, not what side is it? Yeah, my head behind here. Oh, there it's you go. Really funny. I can't know if you can see it. Oh, I can see it. That's yeah. awesome. It was debatable in the middle of it. <laughs> um, yeah, so it's really funny. When I go to TSA, anytime I come to the US, they always like look me up, keep me there for about five hours, ask me who I am, what am I doing, why am I coming? 
Uh, but then I tell them, I've been a police officer, blah, 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 blah. And they're like, no. But yeah, in the, in the UK, you can. Um, and I worked in quite serious crime. So I worked in things like uh, surveillance, serious crime. So it kind of paid off to not look like your average police officer. Um, and I, I look a lot meaner and tougher than I am. So it's kind of like that Amazonian frog thing of, I have no venom, but as long as I look kind of scary, it got me out of some situations. I mean, fair enough. I, the, the tattoos I can see, and when we met, we met, uh, I want to say at Filthy 150, right? I think that was yeah, when we first time. met in person last November. Um, you know, the, the tattoos definitely send a hardcore message. <laughs> but it's, it's, they're really nice tattoos. Like, they're, you don't, you're not covered, in, uh, you're not covered in, in things that I would be like, man, he's going to want to laser that off in like three months. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I've been, I mean, I do have Bill Murray on my leg from Scrooged. Again, exactly what I'm talking about. Great <laughs> tattoos. Tattoos that really speak to your personality or I don't know. <laughs> and it's a great conversation starter. It's, it's, it's good because when we travel around the US, everybody kind of just comes up to you and chats to you. And I mean, that's the phenomenal overwhelming feeling we got from the fitness community in the US was, was that. But yeah, it, it kind of helped break down a conversation. It was like, is that Bill Murray? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so you know, you guys, you guys have used this big event to to kind of be like the the main battle cancer uh, fundraising arm, right? It's like this this event that you guys have been running, or, or versions of this event that you guys have been running. But you know, COVID has been a uh, a kick in the teeth for pretty much everybody on the face of the planet. Uh, yeah. I, I'm I'm assuming that it's not been much better for you guys no i mean the it kind of first of all charities especially here in the uk cancer charities got hit with a 97 percent reduction of income wow. so 97 percent. so imagine you know every day you look at your bank account and then the next day that's 97 percent less um that is what's happened um because of there was a huge outpour of donations and community support but it went to covid related stuff and you know, understandably so, but unfortunately, cancer rates have stayed exactly the same. So that was the number one, and we got a lot of contact very early doors of from the charities saying, "Look, like, can anything you can do? We would do anything we can do to keep the message out there, getting people on." So we just tried with lots of different activities. The second is the event. So we've relied on people being around each other, people meeting each other, talking. You know, we squeeze you know sixteen hundred people in our London event together with another four thousand in the crowd. Um, and the day is about interacting with people. All of our events are teams of four. So we, we don't have individual stuff. It's always teams of four. Um, and the, the movements include piggybacks, wheelbarrows, jumping over each other, um, basically everything that like the CDC and everyone else is like, you can't do that now. Yeah. So social distancing so, is out of the question. What do you have yes. before competing? Yeah. And even for us, we, again, like I said, we have a lot of people that use our events as their endpoint from a cancer diagnosis and from their treatment so we wouldn't have been able to welcome those people through the doors this year and also we were trying loads of different ways to get the events still to happen but we wouldn't have been able to have crowds and fans and people who are supporting them and you know you think about people who go to the games they have all their family willing them loving them on and celebrating what they're doing we have the same. We have people who've never done a competition before bring their entire family to support them and, and cheer through them and love them through that day. So we took the very hard decision of 
we postponed everything to next year. Everybody's tickets we'd already booked completely rolled over to next year. You know, we, we managed to do all that. There was no problems. Um, because we, we wanted to put a battle cancer event on. We didn't want to put on a COVID battle cancer event. It, it wasn't the same. So what we are doing instead, um, we're holding a city league uh, in the UK, in Germany, and everybody can join online. We saw lots of online comps. So we were like, we don't want to just do an online, purely online comp. So with social distancing rules, we're going to be traveling to lots of different boxes across the UK. Uh, we've got boxes in Germany. Um, and we will be setting up where you can come in, do two battle cans and nine minute workouts and you'll get scored across everybody. And there's some pretty epic prizes that people can win, uh, like big experience prizes that can be, the, some will be the face of the Battle Cancer clothing range for next year. Um, some will get to go to our equipment providers and make their own equipment, which equipment is basically been the Bitcoin of COVID. You know, if you've got a, <laughs> a barbell and a, and a ring and something else, you're basically a multimillionaire during COVID. Yeah. So they'll get to make their own of that, which again, super cool, It'll be stamped of their own. Um, so we wanted to do something that would get fundraising in. We don't charge for that. Your entry fee is a donation. And again, you can donate that to whoever you want. But one of the workouts that we have at a Battle Cancer event is our AMRAP, which is as much raised as possible. So you get basically a point for every pound or every dollar that you've donated or fundraised. So you could be the worst athlete, but if you go and get all that money from your friends and family, you're gonna win. So we, we want the events to still be about fundraising because everybody's been hit so much. And we were like, look, let's, let's not just hibernate for the year. Let's keep shouting, keep annoying people, keep emailing people, keep, you know, pushing forward. And yeah, we've certainly done that. So has that, has that um, like city series already kicked off? Are you guys, are you guys in the middle of that? Are you starting that soon? What does that look like? Yeah. So Berlin, it starts in September. So it's a two week period in September. It, We've got two locations in Berlin, but then across the whole of Germany will be in that league. And then our UK one starts in October. So from October the 13th, we basically have four days in London. Then we go to Cardiff, we go to Manchester, we go to Edinburgh, Glasgow. Um, so we basically span the whole of the UK to make people come. The workouts are horrible. The words out of my wife's mouth was, <laughs> that's the worst workout you've ever designed, which is terrifying but also quite intriguing for most people um, like, thank you i appreciate that huge compliment <laughs> i think i think that was the nicest thing she's ever said to me to be <laughs> so yeah that kicks off in, in october um we are super close to opening our first move forward gym which again fingers crossed should be october and we want to change fitness with that that's where we want to have people come completely free get that fitness coaching qualifications and support network that they need. Um, but then 2021, we want to be back. We've got Dublin, we've got 10 other events um, and a really cool thing that we're hopefully going to be doing with the guys over at Live and Loud, um, linking into Waterpalooza. We're going to do a small US city series. We're going to be stopping in Texas, LA, um, San Diego and finishing in Miami a couple of weeks before Waterpalooza. And the main prize is a VIP package experience to Waterpalooza for the winning team from nice. all the small events. So we, we want to really come back to the US. If you'll let us in, that'd be really lovely. Um, <laughs> I mean, something. honestly, at this point, it's, it's, it's everywhere else in the world letting the Americans in. So Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> this is true. Well, maybe if I qualify for the games, I could kind of... You're basically yeah. there. You're basically there. <laughs> <laughs> Scott, thank you so much, man. This has been, this has been uh, really eye-opening. I think a lot of people 
have probably heard of battle cancer, but haven't necessarily seen or heard exactly what is going on with it and how it's, you know, trying to, to help this population and, and how it functions. And I think um, uh, it's a really, really important uh, topic and uh, population to help. And, uh, you know, when you say that there isn't a single person that isn't affected in some way, shape or form by cancer, it's, it's absolutely true. I mean, everybody knows somebody, uh, who has, who has been affected by this. So I, I really appreciate what you're doing. I'm, I'm really proud to, to be able to talk to you about it and, and maybe help share the word a little bit. What's the best way that people can follow along with what you're doing and, uh, and help out specifically? Yeah, the best thing is type in www.battlecancer.com. That's a massive achievement I got getting that website. Um, just go on there. Everything is on battlecancer.com. It links you to our Instagram, which is just at battle.cancer. But on the website, you can read about the Move Forward program. You can look at the event videos. You can read everything about the team, about how to donate to the fundraiser for Move Forward. We also have details on there of how you can do your own fundraiser for your own charity but we'll send you materials. We will support you through that because we just want to be a vehicle to help people. But yeah, just head to battlecancer.com and everything's on there. And if they decide, you know what, my coffee that I can't have because I'm working from home and I'm not allowed out of the house, that would have been $5. Chuck that to us. And if everybody did that, who watches your videos, we'd be in a pretty good place for next year. Awesome. Well, I, I appreciate it again, Scott. And I hope people go to battlecancer.com and help out and find a way to you know, maybe scrounge out. I mean, I don't know. I don't know about like $5 coffees. Uh, some places it's really expensive, like $9 coffees. So oh, I can do that. Yeah. I'm happy with I, that. I mean, that's, that's acceptable <laughs> as, for sure. I'm sure. <laughs> anyway, thanks dude. I appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me on.